Welcome to the Mustang Owners Podcast. And now your host, John Clore. Hello, Mustang fans, and welcome to another Ford Performance Edition of the Mustang Owners Podcast. I'm your host, John Clore, and as the Enthusiast Communications Manager, for Ford Performance, I hope that you are reading my efforts in the enthusiast section of FordPerformance.com every single week. And as always, my co-host is Mustang hobby guru Mike Ray, who also happens to be the president of Moxum, which is the Mustang Owners Club of Southeastern Michigan. And Mike, tonight we again have a very special guest that both you and I know well, and likely many other Mustang fans out there may know her even without ever meeting her in person uh we've got a special one tonight mike yeah and um she's one of the ones i always admire because of her following it just kept growing and growing and growing and then she got into the job where it actually just allowed her to even grow just insanely so um yeah it's always a pleasure to be around natasha and uh, it's gonna be fun tonight that's because, ladies and gentlemen, she's none other than Natasha Marie Dumelis, better known in the Mustang and social media world as Mustang Marie. Natasha, welcome to our podcast. I am so thrilled to be here, guys. Thank you so much for having me. That's what Mike and I really love about you. It doesn't take a whole lot to thrill you. <laughs> Wait, did I Just say, say the word Mustang and that's it. That's <laughs> inside voice, John, inside voice. Anyway, so Natasha, we uh, we go back uh, a little bit away uh, to back when you were the, talk about uh, being the man behind the curtain. You were the woman behind the curtain of Ford Social when you were running all those wonderful things that we did online for the Ford division and the Mustang brand team. Um, Facebook and you were you did the all the you had to monitor all that and try to steer people and give them all the latest information yet handle inquiries. What the heck ever prompted you to take a job like that? <laughs> well, it was very interesting. Um, you know, I started the Mustang Marie brand back in 2014 made my way to a bunch of different shows, and I'm sure we'll kind of touch on that a little later uh, on in the podcast. But um, it was really actually Ford that discovered me, and they had reached out to me, and uh, were looking for someone who knew the Mustang community inside and out, and knew the product very well, and was passionate about it. So if it wasn't for them, I essentially wouldn't be, um, I wouldn't have got the job to begin with. So it was a uh, big, uh, big thanks to Ford. Mike, isn't that just like her to be humble? Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> you know, Mike, when you met her, um, I mean, everybody knew. Kind of, it was kind of there was so many people on social that, you know, we get to meet uh, in the business, but um, very few of them get chosen. To say, hey, you're the one we want to guide, you know, our, our social platforms. And Mike, when you first met her, you, you, did you were you kind of amazed that she had that kind of walking knowledge? Well, you know, the funny thing is, is so I knew of her and was following her on social media and I think I, we reacted on a couple posts with each other and this was like I think you know in 2014 ish and then first time I actually got to meet her in person was at Bear Jackson when I was with Roush and uh, uh, Matt brought her over and introduced her in person and we took our picture together as I do with everyone <laughs> and, um, and, <laughs> and the rest photo. is history as they say it right yeah it is a great photo <laughs> and uh, and we just hit it off as soon as we met and We've been great friends ever since. Absolutely. Well, that to, to me, 
um, you know, working in um, the communications field for Ford Performance, uh, of course, a lot of what we touch is Mustang. And in Mike's world, of course, when Mike's work for, you know, Shelby and, uh, excuse me, uh, Roush and and uh, Celine. And then when you were at the big agency with Ford, Mike, you were on the Mustang brand team as well. And you know darn well how important the communications arms uh, deal with the social aspect of the Mustang brand because, you know, that's where the um, the, the push is going now to reach uh, today's audience and you you can't be out there and just to be a name and a personality uh it really helps to know something and natasha no that's the most crucial yeah don't you think mike i mean how many times have we met someone and we walk away and go yeah that's a, that's a 10 minute job they'll you know, she had there. the most crucial job on the team for sure, because it was the lifeline between the public and Ford. So, and on for that product. So yeah, she was literally the person for all, for all that on the whole team, in my opinion. So Natasha, um, you know, you worked on, on that account for so long, right up through the, uh, the, the launch of the um, Mach-E and, yes. um, and then, you know, you had, you also have your own brand. I, you know, I know mustangmarie.com has got you, you are, you get around now even more after you left Ford and you've now joined one of the largest collector car insurance companies in the world, Haggerty. What do you do for Haggerty now? So I am on the Canadian side of the business. Um, so I'm back working in Canada and I am a territory marketing specialist. Um, so right now I essentially um, take care of um, events pretty much Canada wide. Uh, I manage over 200 events um, and I also help with um, marketing just uh, overall Haggerty products and, uh, products and services, both uh, broker facing um, and uh, client facing. Would you say now with um, not being that tied to that social aspect of the Ford team, you're actually getting to more events uh, with Haggerty than you did working social with Ford? Um, I think it's it's definitely a tough comparison, John, because of, uh, there were a lot of events canceled because of the pandemic. So when I joined Haggerty, um, I joined in 2021 and we were kind of, um, there wasn't really a lot going on. We were doing kind of more virtual type of shows. So I haven't really honestly been able to get to a lot of events. Um, so I feel like I was going to a lot more events um, when I was working at Ford, but again, it's just, it's not the best uh, comparison just because of everything that's been going on. But I know, um, you know, in Canada, especially this year, events are starting to open up again. Um, we're actually working through our 2023 budgets right now and kind of looking at the events we want to support for next year. So I think, um, I think I'll be able to, to get to a lot more and probably do more than uh, what I was doing with Ford. Well, Mike, we get to see her every once in a while come across the border here and uh, see her at a lot of your events. If there's anybody who knows a lot about going to events with all the work that he's done with Ford and his aftermarket companies, Mike, you know how hard that is to keep track of which ones do you do and you know how do you, how do you gauge which ones are the best investment for your company? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, but when, when you're there and you're experiencing it and you're, you're in it, if you will, you know, this is one I need to be at. This is a great networking event. This is a great, you know, enthusiast event. You, you can see how it is and what the following is at those events. And those are the ones you kind of earmark literally in your brain to know this is the one I have to be back at near. As an example is Carlisle. 
I'll, yeah. I'll never miss Carlisle. That's just one that just stands out. Um, I know Natasha was a huge fan of Barry Jackson, like I was. Um, just you get to see everything that you you normally don't get to see. And Scottsdale, in my opinion, is still always the Super Bowl of any kind of auction events there is. And uh, Natasha, I, I believe you agree. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even um, I know in 2015, I went to all four Barrett Jackson just on my own. This was prior to me even having the gig at, at Ford and Scottsdale is by far still the best one. I know they um, when I when I first went in 2015, they had Reno and then they moved to um, Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. Uh, I believe now they're in Houston. I haven't made my way to Houston yet, so I'm not sure um, how that is, um, how that's going for Barry Jackson. But um, yeah, from what I understand, Scottsdale is still still the best one, even in the current circuit of auctions yeah. that they do. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So before you got into all this stuff, as you mentioned earlier, Natasha, you had branded yourself. You were on social media. Uh, you really were starting to rub shoulders with a lot of the people in the social uh, stratosphere out there, and you did get connected well. But you kind of um, you've kind of uh, set yourself apart with your absolute passion for first gen Mustangs. And uh, it wasn't just what a couple of years ago when you came across your own Raven, your own black GT. Why don't you lead us through how Natasha Marie got so involved with the Mustang cars as a young lady, and then winds up getting this spectacular black fastback. She's literally uh, the best thing about me. She's like, basically <laughs> makes me cool. I don't think I would be cool without her. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I always I always give the same line. Uh, and I feel like sometimes I'm a broken record because so many people have heard me say this line over and over again. But honestly, John and Mike, I'm pretty sure I was a car in a previous life because <laughs> I honestly have no explanation as to why I gravitated towards cars the way that I did when I was younger. Um, yes, I had an uh, you know older brother and my older uh, older cousin Stephen was was kind of living with me at the time when I was in my very early years. But um, both my brother and my cousin were not into cars. Um, and out of all the you know quote unquote traditional uh, boy toys, those uh, Hot Wheels were what I gravitated towards. <laughs> and I would just literally lay on my stomach, uh, have that, you know, car carpet and like play with the cars and, and, and hum the sound of shifting gears. Like I was just like that. Um, anywhere I would go, if I would see a classic car, I would always kind of pull on my mom's, my mom's shirt and tell her to kind of take a photo with me in the car. <laughs> and, uh, I think it was a lot of the, um, you know, the movies that a lot of the car related movies that I, um, watched growing up, you know, Bullet, the uh, Gone in 60 Seconds, both the original and remake. And those, I don't know what it was about those particular movies, but just the relationship the actors had with their Mustangs in the movies, like what the relationship, you know, Steve McQueen had with, with, uh, with that 68 and, mm -hmm. you know, the relationship that, uh, um, uh, Nicolas Cage had with Eleanor. There was something very different about it. Uh, it almost as if they humanized the car and I think it was that where I was like wow there's something very special about this car and then the more I did research about Mustangs and the history and the cultural impact it's had and and the amount of stories um, that people tell that famous line everybody has a Mustang story mm -hmm. um, that's what really kind of um, gravitated me towards the car and by me investing my passion into it um, in turn uh, created, you know, the Mustang Marie 
brand, which I then used as a essentially a networking tool yeah, to yeah. help me kind of get into the industry. You know, a lot of people always ask, um, you know, did you, did you create Mustang Marie to get a following? And that was never the intention. Even right now to this day, um, I don't, I don't, I'm not on, I don't do a lot with Mustang Marie as much as before, because once I did land that job with Ford, instead of putting my passion into Mustang Marie, I moved that passion to, to the actual channels, right. To, yeah. to, to really make those channels thrive. And then during my time there, um, you know, I had always wanted a classic Mustang, but, um, just timing wasn't right. Or, um, uh, I was still saving to try to find my very own. And it just so happened that, uh, in 2019, um, there was a company in North Carolina called Stallion Autosport that posted a photo of this car. Didn't say it was for sale, but, um, as I was reading the description, you know, it said survivor GT unrestored manual transmission s code 390 cubic inch it's like Ooh. fastback uh original paint like a just i was just check 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 just check checking all the boxes <laughs> and uh yeah i still kind of pinch myself like every time that garage door opens i'm like oh, how the yeah. hell do i have this car well then you had to write a check but no uh the everyone when we saw that mike and i both commented that black 67 fastback with the red <laughs> stripe and you uh, with the wheels, you, you just did it right as you did, um, you know, throughout your whole career in social with Ford. And, you know, I had heard about you. Um, I'd been around Ford for 20 years and a lot of people have come and gone Natasha, but I'd heard about you on the social side and you and I may, you may recall, we we would exchange emails Absolutely. about this thing or the other and making sure we were, on the same page, me on the uh, website and you on the social side. But um, I, you know, I ask a lot of questions because I'm still a journalist at heart. And Mike and I can attest to the the feedback we got before I even met you was, you know, you were different than the rest. You were very personal and personable online and people, you know how difficult it is, uh, especially on, on Facebook or social to answer people. There are, there are, people who are not educated about Mustang and you have to be nice about informing them, if you will. And then there are people who are just haters and you still have to be nice about informing them, you know, and yep. uh, you walk that line very finely. And, and Mike and I were kind of impressed before I even met you. I think Mike, you were the one that first introduced me to, to Natasha. Yeah, it was, um, I, I definitely, you couldn't put that better. And uh, her job was the toughest to, Always watch what she's saying, how she says it, and all that, because all eyes were on it. So uh, I think she did a phenomenal job, and uh, that's why she, she excelled in the position. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you created a following, um, and you did uh, such a service to Ford Motor Company by having that personality, and uh, people knew you, and you working for Ford was actually a bonus for Ford. Uh, because of the way you you handled yourself, because as you know, Natasha, it's a rough world in the social world, and it some really people is, are just—it's yeah. not a kind place sometimes. Uh, but you were able to always, you know, take the high road and do such a what a, a fine line you had to walk with Ford and the legal teams, and we were so proud of the way you survived in that environment. That uh, when we when we saw you get that sixty-seven fast, I said that's God's reward. <laughs> And you know man, what a beautiful car you i mean do you still get to drive it 
this year has definitely been very tricky. It's just been one of those years where uh, there's been a lot of um, like personal events I've had to go to. I've had a lot of my friends get married this year um, and whatnot. So unfortunately, I haven't been able to drive Raven as much as I would would have liked. I also have a motorcycle as well. Wasn't able to ride my motorcycle as much as I would have liked. But um, you know, I'm hoping uh, hoping Speak I'll get more time behind the wheel. Speaking of getting married. <laughs> you killed a lot of people with their their broken hearts when they found it. Well, John, you were got... taken already. So what was I supposed <laughs> to do? Well, I know. <laughs> we, we, we can't team up like that because the Mustang world would never be the same. But no, when we heard, Mike says, "Did you hear that Mustang Marie is getting married?" I go, "Oh my gosh." Think of all the accounts that have closed and people who lock themselves in the basement. <laughs> no, say it ain't so. Oh, but uh, congratulations on having the, the picture of your family with the car. And um, did at least you you married someone that certainly appreciates your passion for the cars. Yes, absolutely. That was uh, definitely very important for me is to um, is to be with someone who not only. Uh, recognized my passion but wasn't intimidated by it um, and kind of supports me with um, with whatever I do but also knows that there's more to me than just Mustang and also loves that side of me as well so well Mike isn't that just like Natasha <laughs> of course <laughs> the problem is this poor guy's got to walk around and hey that's Mustang Marie and they push him out of the way <laughs> and then you know that's so hard it's like I don't know, Natasha, if you've ever been able to drive in a golf cart at Carlisle with Mike Ray, but you can't get five feet. Hey, there's Mike Ray. Hey, oh, I know. It's impossible here. trying to find him. <laughs> and then when we go together, we don't, I don't, Mike, it takes two hours to move 20 feet. Absolutely. And that's why Jenny doesn't ride on the cart with us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Smart woman. <laughs> right. so, so, Natasha, we, you know, so you've made this transition into, I mean, these are big jobs uh first with Ford's and working all that work on social and then establishing this this persona and yet now with Haggerty uh they're got, they've got to be happy that they can leverage this in the Canadian uh, enthusiast world are is is there any hope of establishing some kind of ties coming over the border and seeing us again or are you just kind of be landlocked there north of the border uh, no, absolutely. I mean, that's uh, it's funny you bring that up because when I when I uh, came to Woodward this year after, you know, again, with the borders being closed, I wasn't able to go the last two years before that. Uh, but when I was able to go um, this time around, you know, I ran into Owens, who I worked very close with as well. Yeah, Jim, um, yeah, Jim is still a Mustang. Uh, yes. Brand man, marketing manager for Ford. Yes. So for the Stampede, you know, he had asked are you going to come? Are you going to come? Like Haggerty's doing something. I'm like, but Jim, I'm on the Canadian side. He's like, well, they have Mustangs in Canada, don't they? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but I don't think my Canada team is going to, you know, pay for me to go. He's like, don't worry about it. I I I'll figure it out. I'll ask the Haggerty US team to see if you can come. Now, unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it, but the fact that, you know, Jim went out of his way to, to have me over there. So I think, if more requests like that kind of come through the pipeline, uh, I'm sure they'll they'll have me there. Um, I know there's a lot of um, people on the events uh, or on the Haggerty side of thing who know about Mustang Marie and um, 
I, I work with different departments there as well, like the Ask Haggerty team. Anytime there's a Mustang question, I'm the go-to person. And usually I'll then text you, John, to be like, can you just double check? I want to make sure I'm giving this person the right answer. Oh, um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I hope... Um, I hope I'll be able to get my, but it'll probably be more personal trips because again, the Haggerty Canada business, they don't really support American shows. So right. it's not like it'll come out of their budget, but sometimes the Haggerty US team might need extra support. So for example, the Haggerty US team um, had both myself and the director of events for Canada to come down to Greenwich. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was the first concourse that I had ever been to. So, so that was quite lovely. So we'll see, hopefully I can get myself down. To well, you shows. should know that Mike Ray jumped in when he got the call from Ford Communications that Haggerty was going to do a couple of big events right around the Stampede. And yep. uh, they wanted to populate um, these events with, for sure, owner participation. Of course, they made the magic phone call. It's the one that I often make is to <laughs> Mike Ray. And Mike, how, you got like 24 hours notice or 48 hours notice. And you were having, how many cars did you wind up having to come up with for these Haggerty events? Well, they wanted 30 to 32. I, I think 29 actually showed up. So oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah, it was, it, it turned out very, very well. And that part was all right in front of Comerica Park, downtown Detroit. Um, and it was, it was sponsored by Haggerty. So yeah, it was a very, very good turnout. And uh, it was the last event of the Stampede, if you will. Right. And uh, then the uh, very next day, I think we did the first uh, Detroit Concours. And is that mm -hmm. now a Haggerty event? Uh, must yes. Be? Yep. So they're going to be heavily involved in the world of concourse events across the Northern Hemisphere. Correct. Yeah. So they, they recently bought uh, the Amelia and now they're, they brought a concourse to Detroit. So the plan is to continue to have um, Detroit concourse in September uh, every year moving forward. Oh, that, that just shows you how, you know, a successful company like Haggerty uh, is able to see opportunities and expand itself deeper into the world of this collector car world that we all love and know. And it, it, that shows you that they're doing something right when they can grow into these wonderful, very important uh, collector car events that really are the keystone to the hobby. And Mike and I can attest to, I mean, uh, I very proudly say that we do have the Detroit Concourse featured on FordPerformance.com, but that's just because uh, so many freelancers and people that love this hobby went downtown and and saw these things and provided coverage. So, so is it a possibility then that with this expansion that you see that you're going to, or is it going to be more on the ground, Mustang Marie, or are you still going to be playing in that social arena, which really everyone knows you from? Um. Right now, um, I want to try to get more into kind of event marketing um, management. Uh, I don't really do a lot with social. All the Haggerty social channels are actually handled by the U.S. team. There's no Canadian-specific uh, social channels. I know that the U.K. has Haggerty U.K.-specific channels, but we just don't have that in Canada right mm -hmm. now. Uh, whether or not that's something to come for the future, I'm not quite sure. But I think... Um, you know, I've, I've spent a lot of time in social and to, to be frank, I'm kind of, um, it, it burns you out because yeah. it's constantly changing and it's just very difficult to keep up with. It's kind of moved from a quality over quantity into a quantity over quality now, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I was kind of working in social at a time where it was definitely more focused on quality and 
even on, for example, a platform like TikTok, you have to make almost five to six videos a day. It becomes extremely draining. So I don't think I see social in my future, but I, I do really love to be on the uh, to be on the ground, like with people. And that's what what really, you know, when I was analyzing my career and I was trying to figure out what my next step was, um, my heart's with classic cars, all classic cars. Yes, I have a sweet spot for Mustangs, but there's just something so incredible about classic cars. And the fact that Haggerty is investing in these shows um, really goes back to their notion of safe driving. Like that's what they've always said. And it's something I truly respect about the company and McKeel as well. Um, it, you know, we, we always talk about whether or not millennials or Gen Zers are you know, really into cars or classic cars or things like that. And if we don't invest in our children's future, especially in the automotive sector, then, you know, how are we going to be able to save driving? So the fact that they are doing that and really putting their money where their mouth is, is truly, um, is, is amazing. So well, the, the amazing thing really is Mike and I, we've always been kind of amazed. You're, you're so young. You really are young. And yet, that's such a mature way, uh, a very knowledgeable way to look at your career. Um, you know, people say, you know, I, I was never that uh, tied to social because I was so tied to the website and writing end of it. And my world evolved on email. And and I know people say, John, I friended you on Facebook five years ago. You never answered. I go, yeah. <laughs> I said, look, I'll look at my Facebook page at least once every six months, whether I need to or not. So uh, Mike Ray, on the other hand, because he not only works in that world and this whole hobby, but also leverages social and even on top of holding on a full-time job selling Fords at Gorno. I'm just blown away, Mike, about the, the there's got to be a saturation point that Natasha is very honestly and, and correctly evaluated, like she always does, to say, you know what, it's time to put my focus on a place where it brings a better return. And Mike, I don't know how you do it. But you have to admit, doing that with a full-time job is super hard. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I think as you get older, and John, I know you can attest to this, Natasha, you might not yet, but you will very soon, is your biggest competition is time. Um, do we have time to get make it all work, to make to fit everything in? And, um, you know, everybody's like, did you do this? Did you do that? I'm like, no. And they're like, well, why? I'm like, because I have no time. Um, so it, it, you run out of time when you're older because you have so much going on. It just, it, it takes away your day. Like, you know, I, I sadly had a customer today, just a quick story right now, right when I was getting ready to leave before the podcast and I was working with another customer working on selling a Mustang and, um, another guy was just waiting for me and they just show up. And when they just show up, I, I don't have time because I'm there. I'm like, can you please come back tomorrow? Because you know, there's just not enough time in the day and I got to have appointments, um, you know, in the dealership. So I, I'm sure um, you have your meetings all set up at Haggerty, right, Natasha, where mm -hmm. there's a certain schedule you got to keep. And you're not just sitting around for two or three hours at a time twiddling your thumbs. Just those days are long gone, I think, for all of us. And it's just all part of our, uh, you know, our commitment and uh, devotion to um, what we love and our passions in life. Yeah, you put it so perfectly, Mike. And um that's, you know, time is really of the essence. I know that's such a cliche thing to say, but that that's essentially one of the reasons why I started to kind of gravitate towards, uh, I mean, sorry, away, not towards, away from uh, the Mustang Marie brand, not because I wasn't necessarily passionate in continuing to do it. It's just life 
happened. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, no, exactly. that was a, that was a stepping stone. You stepped yeah. on it. You moved on. I, that, it just it's just that people out there listening to this podcast, you know, now that we're talking to you, they oh, that's Mustang Marie, and now they know that you've moved to you know much bigger arena in the in the entire collector car world beyond just the Ford Mustang. But uh, it's good to see that someone who their whose roots started in this little pony car that we all know and love you know, has, has gotten to the point you have, and we're so happy for you. Thank we're you. so looking forward to seeing you in Raven at a car show near us someday. Um, and, you know, I go across the border, except for those hockey fights I had in St. Clair beach, Ontario. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, I'm telling you, Natasha, we are so thrilled with your success at Haggerty and so happy that we get to not only have known you as Mustang Marie, but, um, but to know you as Natasha Marie Demelis and our friend, and fellow Mustang lover who's, we're sure we're gonna cross paths with you at Haggerty down the road. I really appreciate that. Um, actually, one of my, uh, a close uh, coworker of mine who was at GTB with me, um, you know, when I got the job at Haggerty, he, he said something that really resonated with me. And I know that you, John, and you, Mike, this would definitely apply to you. But he said to me, he's like, you know what, Natasha, you are now part of Mustang's history you have made a physical impact like you will forever be a part of it even though you've like moved on from mustang but it's there like no one can ever take that away from you and no one can ever take that history away and i don't know for some reason that really resonated with me and it's and it's something that gets me very emotional because you know that 10 millionth mustang um activation that i worked on at the national mustang day and the make it personal campaign like these are legitimate programs I worked on that were very successful and won awards. I'm like, wow, like I'm going to be in the history books now. This is amazing. And I know you guys were very much part of those activations and other activations uh, that Ford has done. So um, yeah, it just, something about it has really resonated with me. So we cannot get off here yet until Natasha tells a quick, that one quick story talking about the 10 millionth. Um, <laughs> tell them about the redesign at Flat Rock, uh, Natasha. And uh, oh, yeah. you, were, you were the one behind that. The redesign. No, the ten millionth Mustang. How we did the in uh, Flat Rock's parking lot where we uh, spelled oh. out ten million. Oh, and, uh, okay. Most of those were Moxon cars. Yes, yes. Um, so essentially, it was like back in February of 2018. But um, media, uh, someone from Media Comms had reached out to me to let me know that this was happening, and I was like, oh, well we did there's there's that famous like helicopter photo from 66 of you know i think it was 55 cars that were used or something yeah, that, of course, that's of course you would know. Yeah, i know the number of cars too yeah, yeah. No, but you um, would know that and the media cows <laughs> guy wouldn't because you're a first gen girl <laughs> so i sent i sent the photo i said oh here's the photo this is how many cars were used this is who you could work for and it was an idea that was on the table off the table on the table off the yeah. table and finally because i even told them yeah you should do this again you should recreate it and you should do it at flat rock because that's where the mustang is currently being built and um i'm very proud to say that it was like first place in volume and like second place in reach or something and it's considered to be one of the best um activations ford has ever done so something i'm very proud of but yeah we definitely could not have done it without moxham especially because they wanted one car from every year right mike yep, yeah yep. yeah and my car's in one of them I'm yes the it is yeah. on the right hand side middle 
I remember taking those photos of you uh, holding up the sign, the 10 millionth sign of your car at uh, headquarters. Yep. Yep. One of the 80 billion photobomb shots that Mike Ray has in his <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we just we hope we have so many more memories uh, to make with you, Natasha, as we continue we our will. journey in this this Mustang community of ours. So we wanted to thank you for taking time out tonight. Uh, I know you're cutting into your 90 day fiance <laughs> reruns since you're on the other side of the border. But but Mike and I, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, even more so to to meet and see you again. So please uh, keep the success going for all your and for all your fans out there who who um, remember all the work that Mustang Marie did at Ford. Um, send her a kudo on her way to Haggerty and make sure you support her as well. Uh, again, Natasha, thanks for your time tonight. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, Mike, we, we did it again. We got to meet with a wonderful friend and hope you, ladies and gentlemen, have enjoyed this Ford Performance Edition of the Mustang Owners Podcast and want you to tune in again next time. Until that time, then we'll just have to see you guys down the road.